everyone. Welcome to another episode of What the Fuck is Going On. We are back with a banger. Can I get a whoop whoop? Whoop whoop. <laughs> oh, yes. Okay, listen. <laughs> I thought you were going to leave me hanging. <laughs> but um, this episode is a super duper fun and important episode. And we have an amazing guest today. We have Emmanuel, who's going to introduce himself, actually. But I'm going to do a little intro, intro, just in case he doesn't, you know, boast about himself like he should. But uh, I'm going to do it. So Emmanuel is a financial expert and a qualified financial advisor guys and he has been on channel 4 bbc and on itv so yeah he knows his stuff and now he's on what the fuck is going on which is the most important platform ow so yeah <laughs> what's <laughs> bbc what what is that <laughs> yeah like who are they like this is the mo- this is where to be <laughs> so emmanuel introduce yourself hey everyone i'm emmanuel sequel financial advisor um, yeah, man, good to be here. I guess I've done a couple things, you know what I mean? We're, we're trying, we're trying to, trying to elevate, trying to inspire the next generation. So, yeah, we're working hard and yeah, it's all going good at the moment. So I can't complain, man. Happy to be here. Yes, and inspiring he has been. You can check him out on his Twitter. Anyway, that's at the end. But guys, just put his name into Google and you will feel inspired because there's so much knowledge. And thank you for sharing that with us because, you know, a lot of people will have that knowledge and keep it to themselves, but you have made it your job to share it with the younger generation and us, you know, so that we can all, you know, create that wealth. So um, this topic today is a very important topic and uh, what we're going to be discussing is life insurance in the black community actually and how we don't have you know there's we don't have life insurance not a lot of black people are getting life insurance and we want to get to the root of why and i say that even me i don't have life insurance and i don't think any of the girls here have do any of you have any I just signed I up, so just, just <laughs> signed up. You guys do? Yeah, yeah, I just signed up. Oh my God, you guys did not put me on. Okay, I'm annoyed. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm the only one here that does not have one, but today I will be getting one. Um, so just, you know, us, how we doing? What the fuck? We'd like to start with some stats. So um, today, the plan, the cost for a funeral today is over £9,000, which is a lot of money. And about 8.5 million people currently living in the UK do not have life insurance. So that's about one in four um, breadwinners of the house do not have life insurance. And that is really scary because if something happens, your family, your friends have to, you know, bear the cost. And the reason why it's so topical, you know, today is that as we all know, you know, black people are more likely to die of coronavirus. And, you know, unfortunately we have lost people in our community and what we've been seeing lately and, you know, Abigail actually wrote an article on it for Black Ballad. You guys should check it out. Is, you know, we are seeing a lot of GoFundMe accounts, you know, created for funerals. And it's just kind of like, you know, if you if you had life insurance, you would not necessarily need the GoFundMe account. So my first question is, why? Why don't we have life insurance? And why isn't this more you know this why why isn't this a big issue why aren't we spreading that guys wake up we need to get life insurance so that would be my first question is that to me yeah yes it is to you Manu. oh i thought i thought ladies first i thought i wouldn't want to have a go here <laughs> <laughs> we want to hear from you first 
All right, cool. So I think for me, I think there's there's loads of reasons why. Um, being African, there's a lot of stereotypes um, in regards to, you know, people feel that um, superstitions, if, if I get life insurance, I'm going to die. Um, mm. If I get life insurance, then, you know, I'm not, I'm not being positive about living. And, you know, mm. affirmations, yeah, you know, we, we're big on affirmations. And so um, instead of getting life insurance, we will get Gele. But that's another, <laughs> that's another whole topic in itself. But I feel like it's something that I think we don't think about dying. We think about living, 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 double, double. You know what I mean? That's, that's all we ever talk about is multiplying prosperity and going on and being rich and wealthy and millionaire. So we don't ever think about what happens if I'm not here one day even though we are guaranteed to die. <laughs> that even that, that, that touched my chest. <laughs> Guys, <laughs> have anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with Emmanuel. And I feel like the difference between white people and black people is with the white people, they, their mentality is how can I like remove a burden for my children? They don't want to leave burdens for their children. Whereas I don't feel like black people, when it comes to life insurance, they don't see it as, oh, by me dying, I'm going to leave this bill to my children. They don't think like that. And I think that's probably why they don't see the importance. If you, if you sit down and say, mom, if you were to die, do you understand that we would have to fund, fund your funeral, fund everything on our own? I think maybe that would change their perspective. But I don't think they view it like that. Hence why a lot of people, I know a lot of my family members who literally only got life insurance when my auntie died last month of coronavirus. Before then, nobody saw the importance of it. It took somebody dying and then them having to look for money for them to be like, actually, hold on, this is actually very, very important. Yeah, and also I kind of feel like, because our parents are, um, most of them are like first generation. So most of them have grown up in Nigeria or Africa in general. And um, they they don't, life insurance over there, I don't even know if that's a thing. Is it a thing back in Africa? I don't know. I don't know if they, right. they offer it's that kind of thing. Is my life insurance. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> so, yeah. so, yeah, so when you have Jesus on your life insurance, what, like, how can you teach your kids who are now in the UK that that's so important? So you're not, you're not, you're not going to learn it from your parents. You're going to learn it from, you know, seeing other people or maybe people in uni or people that you've come across along your journey, not necessarily um, from your family. I never, ever once growing up heard about life insurance ever. I agree. And I think also you have to think about when you talk about like other communities that like, they've been, they've got their generation. So yeah, they would, they, yeah. they would, they're likely to have seen like a lot of my clients, the reason they get life insurance is because they've seen a grandma or granddad pass away and they've benefited from it. So they've mm. seen it in action, like someone's died and now I had a pot of money that I could then use to use as a deposit for a house or I've had a money that I could pay off debt or do you understand? So they've mm. seen the benefit of, of life insurance firsthand and therefore they understand the importance and so it's like carrying on this is so the whole thing around financial education and literacy anyway is that a lot of other communities when i was working in a bank or seeing all these people who have money or or who have done stuff a lot of the time they were set up by their grandparents so they the parents did for them and then they will do they don't even see it as financial education they just know it as this is what we do as a family when we have our child we open up account we put money in I think a lot of my clients they didn't pay for their they didn't pay for their first car they didn't pay for their they didn't pay for their house deposit they didn't pay for their wedding they didn't pay for even their children they, even the children they haven't had their, their parents and their grandparents have already started trust fund for children that wow. are, are here we can't even we can't even we're not even giving them a five pound to go uni. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. 
And that was literally my second question because I was going to say, does race play a factor? Because obviously, you know, life insurance, it's money. Where everything that's going on, paying for your house, your car, your, it's money. It's money out of your pocket each month. And I know that life insurance is like 14. It's around 14 pounds to like five pounds. But still, some people don't have that money. So do you think, you know, you know, black people do get in some aspect, black people do get paid less. Does that all factor in? Do you think it all factors it into why we don't have life insurance? No, it's a lie. It's a lie. Ah. <laughs> it's a lie. Which lie have you? You've told a lie. One <laughs> that, that black people don't have money. I was about to say, like, what, 14 pounds? Like, 15 pounds. Number two, like I said, you don't have money. How come every time there's a party, you're in a new gelling? If you don't have money. Yeah. <laughs> how come, if you don't have money, how come you're always out? So true. I've got a question. I want to say, so I think, Gimano, do you think that black people have somewhat a negative relationship with money because i've seen a lot of like my peers on social media i mean the amount of people who work on balenciaga shoes even people who don't have good jobs someone who actually save up their wages to go and buy a 500 pound shoe so if you can afford to buy balenciaga and a gucci bag surely you can afford five pounds for your life insurance it's a, it's a poverty mindset isn't it it's a, mm. it's a poverty mindset i always i always tell people people be acting like you know the thing is it's like we're still slaves. It's just it's just a lot more comfortable. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? And so what happens right now is that what we're trying to do is that we're trying to buy these Balenciagas and red bottoms and go to Dubai and all that. All it, all it is is that we're trying to show that we're in the house, we're not in the field, and that's the problem. Like other mm-hmm. communities, they don't have to they don't have to show that we're not one of the poor ones. We're, mm-hmm. not, one the, we're not one of the field ones. We're in the house. Do you understand? My next door neighbor, if you see the car that she's, I would never get in her car. <laughs> and the, the car is atrocious. One banged out polo, like old school, 15, 20 years old. She offers me a lift to the station. I'm like, no, I want fresh air. Brother, I hate walking, but I will walk instead of getting that <laughs> Like, I will walk instead of getting that car. However, they just finished doing three-story extension to their house. They've gone into the loft. They've gone moved, extended to the back. The house is worth over a million pounds. They're, they're redoing, that's probably the second time that they've redone their kitchen. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? It's what we, yeah. they don't, but they, it doesn't, they're not, they're not, the second you see a white person you know, and you see their car, you don't say, oh, they must be poor or, ah, oh, they're broke. With us, we feel that if we drive a car that is not of a certain standard, if we wear clothes that are not, people will think, oh, you must be poor. Or, and and it, we, they need people to be consumers, all right? They need mm-hmm. consumers. And they have said, listen, black people, you are cool. You are so cool, you go and spend all your money and give it to us. Why they are spending their money with themselves. Money doesn't even go around in the black community once. Mm. Not once. In African communities, we're talking three, four, five times before it goes outside. It doesn't even go around once in our community. And so with all of these, I was saying another thing. Look at what's happening in America, these black people getting shut down. Imagine if they all had one million pound life insurance. You think they'll they'll still be getting shut down? Are you crazy? The life insurance company will be coming to come and sue the police it would have happened. Yeah. Oh, God. A black person, there's a million pound payout. You think that the Pope will be Pope? Listen, these guys will be relaxed. The, 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 the life insurance companies will be coming. But we, we, might, we haven't got this stuff. Do you understand? Yeah. And that is so true. 
and again like most of the things i found that you know you're teaching and what you're saying now nobody nobody as you said people's grandparents would be telling them nobody has ever sat me down and told me this even my parents you know they have money they just say here here's five you don't get what i mean no one has sat me down and be like this is how you need to plan your life do you think mm-hmm. that it needs to be taught in schools like even like when i finished school i don't know about you i grew up in ireland so mm. there was no class on how to do your taxes and what kind of bill you'd be getting how much the government takes each month like i literally started working i was like excuse me who's taking my money like i feel like there's not enough education out there for mm. us so do you think there needs to be more good question two things number one is that um debt is a billion pound industry all right I need you to understand, you, us being in debt is the reason some people are living their lifestyle. The, the, the way that they're able to live, the way they're able to make money is off the back of people like us as debt. So why would they teach it in school? Because if we are now better with our money, how are they going to eat? Do you understand what I'm this is like gospel, right? I'm like, oh, no, gosh. Oh, goodness. And this is what I'm trying to say. Sometimes we don't, we don't realize that we, we, people are literally feeding their generations off the debt. You borrow 10K and you don't even realize by the time you pay that back, you're paying back 15, 16, 17K over time in monthly installments. And they've got multiple people paying monthly installments. This is somebody's lifestyle. Somebody's on the beach sipping pina coladas while you are struggling each month to pay this, this loan that you took out for what? So you can go on holiday, so you can buy clothes, so you can, do you understand what I'm trying to say? This is yeah. the problem. Yeah. Number two is that, again, we don't teach money. Money should be taught at home, but how can somebody teach what they don't know? Mm-hmm. And this is why for me, my crusade is not for the oldest. People are like, oh, Iman, why don't you do more seminars for parents? No, I hear you. I'm not. I'm here to change the next generation. I'm here to go back to youngers and teach them so that when they have kids, they can teach and the cycle can go on. Like it's so important. Imagine if I always tell people like when we we used to go to Nigerian party, yeah, mm. and they used to play Michael Jackson and we used to dance like fools, yeah, sweat it out, doing the moonwalk, running man, all of this. <laughs> they want five pound, ten pound. If you got if you got a good mom and dad, if you got a good mom and dad. They will tell you, okay, take money, go and buy sweet. All right. If you got a mum like mine, you give it to your mum, you never see that money again. When you, <laughs> if, you, if you have the guts, if you have the guts to say, Mom, where's that money that Auntie gave you? She'll tell you, did the light switch on? When you go to the fridge, was there food? There is your money. This is this is how I grew up. Do you understand? So yeah. it's one of the things, but imagine, like you said, when you go to work, before you take your money, tax and national insurance has already come out. So we are teaching, by giving our kids money and then letting them spend 100% of it, we are already setting them up to fail. Mm. When you go to work, you get 100% of your money. So now, because you're used to living on 100% your whole life, now when you get your salary, you're used to spending 100, you didn't get 100, boom, now you're in debt. Now you're going into overdraft because you're used to spending all of the money that you get. No one told you that actually, when you get your money, there'll be a portion that you won't get. That's called tax. Then also you need to pay yourself because obviously you worked for that money. I sweated yeah. and broke and broke dance for that money. Why would I give it all to somebody else? I must give some to myself. Pay yourself. Then after I've done that, then I can then look at what do I want to buy or what do I want to spend and so forth. If I can't afford it at that moment, then I need to save and work out how many months is it going to take me to buy the things that I want. Nobody teaches you that when you're young. So why do you think you're going to do something different when you're older? Oh, yeah. Okay. 
Um, I'll jump on to the next question because I feel I'm learning so much. <laughs> Len, are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm you okay because I really need to sit down and think about my life, guys. So you know, I know that once. I just like just no, this is so so important, especially now that we're in a pandemic and in a recession. Like I'm sure people are shitting themselves. So this topic is so important. Like imagine twenty percent furlough. Just yeah. furlough and imagine. broke. It's embarrassing. Jeez. Embarrassing 20%. You're getting 20% less and you're going into debt. You're going into overdraft. 20. So you were spending more than 100% of your money. Yeah. Yeah. More, people have already spent their salaries before they get paid. I know I know people have planned what they're gonna buy with that money before the money even drops in their account, fam. Look, what, what's that about? Are you budgeting well? Like it's it's rough, but then at the end of the day, that's the life we've been grow- We've grown up with that lifestyle. We've grown up with chop life. Don't let life chop you. Let's turn up. Let's party. Fuck all the rest of that shit. That's what. Yeah. That's how we've been brought hey, up. You know them ones there. You would admit I'm talking party after party. I love a good pub. I love a good drink. <laughs> Not anymore. <laughs> now oh. I want you to tell me. Give me examples of some of the bad habits because I feel like we. I'm going to say the black community because I only know the black community. We, the black community, have bad habits that is making us lose money, that's putting us in debt. What are our bad habits? You know what? For me, I think the, if it goes to mentality, we jump on this Drake YOLO thing so hard. YOLO, you only live once. You only Listen, do you think Drake suffered in Corona? No. no. He bought a new house, y'all. He bought a big house. Apple gave him a hundred million. Just take on tap, <laughs> on tap. Just take on tap. Any uh, when you want to do anything, just go boom. He's got you're 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 listening to people are saying stuff and you're there jumping, jumping. These guys have investments. They have royalties. They are. He's done. If he never makes a song again, he will never see poverty. His children will never see poverty. His great grandchildren will never see poverty. And you are shouting YOLO. Of course, he can say YOLO. He's done. You, you haven't even got 10 pounds. <laughs> YOLO. Hmm? You're going to shake. Imagine. Look at your life. Look at Imagine. your life. Look at my life. Look at my life. <laughs> no, but, like, honestly, we need, we need this kind of tough love. I feel like the black community yeah. needs this kind of tough love because it's not sinking in. Like, people are still requesting for Gucci, Chanel and LV when you know that you need to save for property and di- different things. Like, that, is, to me, is more important. And I'm like, we need to start teaching that and not even glorifying it because I feel like where the problems are, like, when we see someone with, you know, Gucci, we're like, oh, gee, oh yeah, Gucci, we're mm-hmm. proper bragging about it. But if you act like it's not even a thing, if, you, if we celebrate p- more people buying houses, celebrate more people, you know, investing properly, that will change the narrative as well. And that will make less people glorify the things that are so frivolous and feel like white people are, you know, they've used it to, you know, do jazz on us. Because I don't understand. Why do we like drip so much? What is the problem? We're so followers. Look at look at this Afro nation, yeah. When mm. nobody was when nobody was getting their money, everybody was cussing this guy. Mm-hmm. When Lionel came out, we're like, are you going? Are you going? We are nonsense. It's look at Sagi, look at Sagi's face. It's nonsense. You want to go Afro nation on your overdraft? And you can always tell the ones that are the brokest. Just watch the video. You see the one that was in the middle sweating it out. They got to get money's worth because they know that the debt collector is waiting from their land from Heathrow Airport. They're going to carry them. They know. <laughs> you're avoiding letters and you're going to Afro Nation. Wow. Good. It's, it's embarrassing. I see people buying bottles. 
but you're buying bottles today, tomorrow, you're begging your mom for five pounds. Mm. What are you doing with your life? Why? Why are you doing that? For who? To impress who? And the magic. Do you remember what was that what was that festival that people were buying bottles with fake um fake money in was it Port was it in Portugal and then they made it on the news? I can't remember the festival. It was not last year, maybe it was last year or the year before, but in my head I was just thinking, look at us, we've gone to a new country to, sp to spend fake money. Clearly we didn't have the money, so why did you now have to print fake money and just ruin our reputation? Oh God, it's just so bad. It's the ghetto. Oh. The ghetto, that, that's what it is. Wow. Yeah, I have a question. Go on. Um, so for you, yes, now you're a financial advisor, but how did you get the, like, when did you hit rock bottom and be like, okay, I'm bad with money and I need to work on it? Um, good question. I think for me, man grew up poor, bruv. You understand? Man grew up, mm -hmm. like, I didn't get my first designer training until age 15. Like, can you imagine? That's like year 11. Like, mm. I, was, I was getting roasted. I had ascots and, and, um, <laughs> dust. you know, the, you know, instead of beans, yeah. This is this is what my man was wearing in a boys' school, in the hood. I was getting every day. Listen, I remember I used to borrow my friend's JD bag, just to. None of the times that you had the pull string JD bag. That's that's yeah. the I, that was the closest I came to designer. Man never went into JD in my life. Man had to just borrow people's bags just so I could stop getting roasted every day. Man would say, "Oh, just take this." When that thing busts, I will I'll be crying. Because you put too much stuff in the bag and then it rips. And it's just my life, it was just I never had dough. Do you know what I mean? But my parents, my parents, when we go to church on Sunday though, oh, we're wearing our Sunday best. Mm. You, know, that, you know, everybody feels like, oh, we are doing, we are living, we are doing. God, thank you, Father. They're not speaking in tongues, but we are broke. Yeah. We are very broke. And so for me, I remember I I lived in Limehouse, so I could see Canary Wolf. Oh, I, yes. I remember I couldn't even leave the light on in the kitchen. Simple light on in the kitchen. My mom would be, who left the light? You know, in my heart, she would scream, top of her voice to come down and off the light. I look out my window at 11 o'clock at night. I see all these buildings in Canary Wolf. Lights are on. I said, no, there is money over there. There is money. You Not one light. Whole floors of lights on. Nobody's yeah. there. I said, yes, I must be there. That's where, that was me. I must be there. So then I was on my quest to get into, get into it and thank the Lord God, I managed to get in there at eight, by age 22, I'd worked hard and got into, got into Barclays as a financial advisor, 22, youngest, youngest financial in Barclays at the time. Now, when I've now got there, I've started to make money. What do you think, as, even as a financial advisor, do you think I was being wise? Listen, I was buying basketball trainers, I wasn't even playing basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching people wear and enjoy it. I said, me, myself, I must enjoy it. Do you mm. understand? Mm. And so I was making this money, making, listen, I was making, I was making dope because I was a good seller. I could, I could really talk and people bought, bought into me and people buy from people. So I was doing really well. But imagine, man's not saving, man's not thinking about buying a house. So I'm thinking about enjoying, enjoyment. And so from now, I'm there, checking girl. Listen, I'm taking girls to restaurants that man should never, ever have gone to in my life. Ever. Money's in the toilet the next day. It's a madness. But obviously, this is me enjoying the life that all these girls that used to blank me. Now, I've got Barclays business card, financial advisor. They don't want to blank me anymore. And God is good. I enjoyed myself. Now, obviously, I have to repent for my sins. But you know, at the time, it was enjoyment. Okay? And so, came the time that now, Recession hit. 
mm-hmm. and all the banks, um, the, the, the industry, they stopped paying commission. So the banks now pulled out of the market all of a sudden, no job. Oh God, no job. No job and couldn't, couldn't get a job, couldn't get nothing, struggle. Now all of a sudden, man's missing payments, messing up my credit. I'm Because you know, you're living a lifestyle thinking every month you're getting paid. Mm. You know, lifestyle requires somebody to feed you. Every month you're requiring somebody to feed you. So one month, somebody decides they don't want to feed you anymore. What do you do? Mm. Mm-hmm. So this is, the, this is where I learned about delayed gratification. I learned about, I understood the concept of actually me making my money and spending it all, I'm missing a trick. There's one step in between is getting my money and delaying on a portion of that money to invest that money so that the, my investment can pay for the lifestyle that I want to live. That's the part they don't teach you. You get the money, we enjoy the money, and we enjoy the lifestyle. Yes, that's important. But what we need to do is have the bit in the middle where we're saying, look, I understand that, you know, if I ever want to be free, I need to invest part of my money and let my investments start to make me money. Because if your investments make you money, then that will continue, whether you're working or not. Right now, like I said, we're slaves, but it just looks different. It's just better. We get to drive nice cars and wear nice clothes, but we're still slaves to that person every month called payday. And that is my next question, because since, you know, Black Lives Matter this year and everything, we, I've been talking about creating generational wealth, mm-hmm. investing. That has been, I'm, I'm happy that that's been more of a topic this year. But please, for the love of God, everyone is saying generational wealth, invest, invest. How? Can you break it down for us that, you know, that got a D in maths that not, you know, that good? Can you break it down for us, please? Mm-hmm. How can we create generational wealth and how can we invest? Because... These people, white people have been doing it for decades. We're just starting off now. So how do we even start? Um, it's, 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 there's, diff- there's three ways for me. One is through stocks and shares. Um, mm-hmm. The other is through property. And the third is through business. Um, and when I say business, I like, don't want to be an entrepreneur. You don't have to be an entrepreneur to own a business. Like, you can buy, buy the lease of a building and then rent and rent, and then somebody else can rent that and pay you rent. And that's a, that's a business. That's, that's an income that you're getting without having to be there every single day. Like, mm-hmm. Business doesn't mean that you must go and sweat. You can buy a franchise and then pay manager to go and sit in there and, and do nine to five while you go and do your own job. You don't have to be there every single day. But it's important to have mo- these multiple streams of income. So when I say stocks and shares, imagine now if, if our parents was giving us Amazon shares. I say, look, here you go. Here's Amazon shares. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Yeah. Amazon was cheap back when they were young. Like 50, 10, 15 years ago. Instead of buying Gelly, imagine if they were buying Amazon. Oh. And well, Emmanuel, can you tell them how cheap shares can be? Because I've, put, I've posted this in the group. And then later I was like, oh, but you need money to like, buy shares. Can you tell them like, how cheap shares can be before like, a company gets big? Come on, you can buy shares in pence. There are shares that are pence. And then there are shares that are pounds. We're talking pounds. So imagine you could put 100 pounds into something now. If you put 100 pounds into Microsoft or Amazon back in the day, you're, you're a millionaire now. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, these shares have gone up. Look at Tesla the other day. One, one share was 2,000 pounds. So if you bought it in the beginning when it was, at, let's say, 10 pounds, it's now 2,000 for one. The mass is crazy when you think about that. 
you're talking, the return is mad. And that's what I'm trying to say. It's about getting it early. It's about scattering and having multiple, but then also looking at property where you can get the appreciation of the, of the actual building going up in the actual physical property going up in value, but then also the income from renting it out. But too many of us want to buy the big, the big new build 800K on your head first go. Now, mm-hmm. how do you, my people perish because of lack of knowledge. You, yeah. You've got sense. You'll say, actually, the house that I'm living in is not, not, not an investment. It's not an asset to me. Actually, the house I'm living in is a liability because if I don't make these payments for the next 25 or 30 years, they're coming to make me sell my house to pay them their money. So I actually have a liability. So what I don't want to do is have a huge liability. So I want to buy humbly for the house that I live so that I still can afford to save and buy others. Now, the mm-hmm. others that I buy are now providing me with an income. It's how we look at the asset. A lot of the time, we're not seeing the thing right. We're saying, oh, I want to buy a house. But, but chill out, because you're buying this, buying this big house, now you're finished. I've, I've got people who have bought a house, they couldn't buy furniture for three, four years. Oh, no. you bought, you've put everything into the house. You haven't calculated um, stamp duty. You haven't calculated um, solicitor's fees, valuation fees, and all the other costs that are in there. Then, you, then by the time you know, you're sleeping on a mattress, you haven't even got a sofa. Can't invite nobody around. But you wanted to go and push yourself and force yourself. And this is what I say, it's about understanding the investments that we're making. You can get into, you can get into business now, how quick? We've got platforms where you can reach people. Look how people are on, on using Zoom, Skype, all these, other, all these other tools. You can make money from them. But the problem is a lot of us can't make money because we're too busy spending money rather than adding value. You need to add value to yourself. You, you, you haven't spent enough time adding value to yourself. You just want to party, party, enjoy, enjoy. When you're supposed to be adding value in these years. Right now, I get paid, and I'm not even on a boasty team, but I get paid thousands of pounds to give talks. Girls. Mm. Mm. Do you understand what I'm trying to say? Thousands. Less yeah. than an hour of a talk. What someone gets paid in a month, I get paid in an hour. It's madness. I'm still taking it, though. Don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> but that's because... Because while others, while others were enjoying, enjoying, I was studying, I was reading, I was crafting, I was doing talks for free. I was out here understanding my experience. I was networking. I spent more time on LinkedIn than I ever spent on Instagram. People don't understand what they're doing with their lives. But then we all want to shout and say, I want to be rich. I want to be a millionaire. I want to just, I want to change my life. How, Sway? How? There's nothing that you're doing is, is saying what you're saying. You're using the words, but nothing you're doing. When you come home from work, what are you doing in the evening? You're watching these standards. <laughs> I understand. Oh, so true. <laughs> I hope our listeners are triggered because we need. Yeah. this is the wake-up call we need. I hope everyone mm. is triggered listening. I'm triggered. So, I'm triggered. I'm fucking triggered, Danny. I'm triggered. I'm like, listen, I need to do harder, go harder, do more, you know? Because it's not just by mouth you be saying, I want to be a millionaire, I want to be a millionaire, obviously. <laughs> obviously. So, again, if a millionaire has seven different streams of income, why are you so yeah. comfortable on your one? Yeah. So I'm gonna say, you say you want to be a millionaire, but you don't. You don't want it. So just say you don't want it. That's one thing I've always said people, don't tell me you want it. Tell me, just admit that you don't want it. Because what you, what you want, and I, and I always talk about apples and trees. You want the apple. You don't want to plant the tree. You don't want to wait for it to grow. You don't want to nurture it. You don't want to look up. You just want the apple. You just want the result. That's why you've got an employed job and you get paid employed. And then when your boss talks to you recklessly, you have to just follow it. When they yeah. tell when you, want to, you want to call HR, but you know that you ain't got no, no one else ain't going to hire you or you don't want to start having to go and do interviews. And you, so you now have to swallow the nonsense that, we, that, that you're experiencing at work. And I'm not saying it's right. 
that they may treat you that way. But I'm saying you put yourself in a continual position to be treated that way because you don't want to invest in yourself and add value to yourself to get yourself out of the situation that you're in. Okay, so we have five more minutes um, to the end of the podcast, but this podcast we are known for putting people on. So do you have any websites or anything you want to shout out in terms of like stock and things that you want to be like, hey guys, look into this or this is an app that's good for this. Do you have anything you want to shout out before we... Yeah, I mean, there's apps. Obviously, Money Dashboard is a, is a good app um, that can link to your banking. We've got Monzo, Starling, like all these type of, type of bank apps as well that you should use. Make sure you budget, like plan. I always People don't have plans for their money. You just make money and then it just flows out, comes in and goes back out. Have a plan so you know where it's going. That's the same way that you plan your journey to work so you're on time. You plan your day while you're at work. People spend more time and effort in their work than they do in themselves. You've got to reverse that. Whatever time I'm putting into work, I've got to put double that into myself because that's somebody else's dream and I'm trying to live mine. And so these are, these are the things that, that really I'm really passionate about for people to really grasp with their two hands because you're in control of that. I'm telling you, I've got, got four GCSEs, my G, and I still give talks at Cambridge. Listen, no one can't tell me nothing. Do you understand? I don't live in today. I'm not, I'm not living in the moments. I'm not living in the failure that I've been through. I'm not living in the times that people doubted. I know myself and where I'm going. I'm living two, three years ahead. I'm in the future. Well, I'm, not, I'm not focused in where I am today. So why won't, I, why, I, why won't I achieve my plans if I'm thinking in the future? And that's what people have to do. So many of us have been through hard times and sad times, and I get it. It's, it's a lot. But don't dwell in that. Think about where you want to be, how you're going to get there, the things that you're going to do, and they will come to pass. Um, follow the E-Man Effect on, on Instagram. That's the Instagram. EmmanuelSuko.com is the website. Um, team at EmmanuelSuko.com is the um, email address. And yeah, man, let's get it, man. Yes. Thank you so, so much. This has let's been get so eye-opening. And it goes perfectly with our last episode, which was on anxiety and being 25 and everything. But listen, guys, it's you have to work hard for it. You can't sit in your house, as I say, eating chicken and chips, hoping life will come to you. Listen, mm-hmm. you have to go out there and get it. Um, ladies, any last thoughts? One minute. No, this was an honor. We're just so grateful to have you on this platform, to be honest. And everything you said has just gone through my spine. So thank you. Honestly, thank you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, much needed. Thank you very much. Um, I think I think it was everything that we needed. And can people hire you as their financial advisor? Do you do like personal stuff? Yeah, definitely, definitely. Just get your money up because I'm not cheap. I'm not oh, yes. Cheap. <laughs> oh, yes. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you guys. So yes, as you heard, please follow Emmanuel on Instagram and follow us at what the fuck is going on on Instagram, Twitter, and um, Facebook as well. So right now, as you heard, LinkedIn is important. So I promise you know, I've promised every episode that I'll create LinkedIn. This week I'll create it in Jesus' name. So yes. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. So yeah, follow us on all platforms. And yes, guys, if you want to hire Emmanuel, better get that money up or else you cannot. Um, thank you so much, guys. Um, it's been a wonderful episode and we'll see you in the next two weeks, right? Yeah. So, um, goodbye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.